$1,000 webcam that I don't use for campsites. Huron is also eating a full-on rotisserie chicken all by himself. <laughs> it is horrifying. He, I have a I have an old pizza swallowed. box over me. I'm he just swallowed an entire chicken leg, bone, bone and all. all. <laughs> this is horrifying, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Why are you a news reporter reporting on my life right now? <laughs> oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, he just took the whole breast. <laughs> all right. Let's just make two hours of this. That's I would listen to this. This is the great content, guys. I love it. Okay. Anyways, let's actually maybe get into it now. That's what she said. So, God damn it. All right. Thanks. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Valkyrie Saga. I'm your dungeon master, Jake, and I've got my players with me. Should we introduce Hi. ourselves as troublemakers, or do you want to start out it? Calling us troublemakers. I think they already know you're troublemakers. I don't think it matters. Just Hi, I'm Noah. I play Elmer. Um, in game, I am a uh, neutral good. I'm pretty sure, but in real life, I'm chaotic. In game, he has clothes on. Ah, uh, barely. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Wyatt. I play Huron. In game, I have no idea what I am. We'll see how that develops. Um. In real life, I also don't know what I am. We'll also see how that develops. In real life, you're sexy, Wyatt. Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm Johnny. I uh, I play Varden Brandt, uh, and Varden Brandt also is looking to discover himself because he doesn't know who he is. Uh, and I'm Nicole. I play Clove, and uh, she likes dirt, as we've discussed. Alrighty, everybody. That's the entirety of Clove's character. She looks very <laughs> We've established that everybody looks like a snack, both in-game and IRL. Character <laughs> arc over. Let's do a recap. So, last session, you all had just made it to the town of Helfrith after disembarking from Eric's ship off of the River Swift, I think. And when you got there, you saw signs of recent battle. The town itself hadn't really been touched, aside from typical, like, stray uh, sword cuts and everything, stuff like that. But you did notice far fewer people than seems typical in a village like this. So you, Elmer, really did not endear himself to the locals. Just harassed a grieving widow. She began smacking him with a broom like he was a hockey puck, getting him out of her house. Huron went right to work and found some tracks. Then the party met up with the uh, headman of the village, whose name was Sten. And you all, him and Eric, had a brief discussion where Eric shared the fact that you'd been attacked by Sahagan previously, and Sten shared the fact that he'd been attacked by Sahagan fairly recently. And then, appealing to your various oddities, he convinced you all to help him. So you all set off into the woods after taking a very long time to cross the river. And uh, you've been walking for around an hour when you were attacked by um, some weird little plant creatures, um, viney and needly, and they tried to club you. One of them really walloped clove, but you succeeded fairly easily. And that is where we left off. The group of you are surrounded by these 
not necessarily super gory because again they're plants like maybe there's sap on the ground or whatever but you're surrounded by the score and pieces of bodies everywhere and you i mean you've been following these tracks you still see them at this point it's getting close to evening so what are y'all gonna do um, I, I, I say we take the night off, uh, we get a little further and find a good place to maybe set up camp and camp throughout the night. That is the first intelligent thing I think I've heard come out of your mouth, Barden. Let's oh, go. Uh, thanks. Chloe's going to taste the sap on the ground before she goes with them. No, no, Clove. <laughs> Too late. Uh, Clove. <laughs> Ron's gonna look good. at Clove and just smell smell the sap. Just El Elmer also licks the sap. I got a twelve. What does it taste okay. like? It tastes decent. Almost like um, it's got like the consistency of honey, but it's not as sweet. It's probably kind of like musty almost to taste, but it's like it's not as bad as you would think, considering you just killed things to have it come out. Is this the brands, <laughs> The worst of monsters. <laughs> Huron's gonna look for a nice place to set up camp for everyone. Yeah, Elmer's gonna go with him. Elmer doesn't want to think about these plants anymore. <laughs> That's fair. He did not have fun getting tied up like that. <laughs> Actually, he never got tied up. It was just only uh, oh, it was the only one got grappled. And then I failed a cool trick shot, but whatever. Character development. You're gonna go with them, I assume. Yeah, I'm gonna go with them. I'll just follow behind. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you walk for you walk a little bit farther, and you find a place to sleep relatively easily. You know, it's not a or like it's not a. It's not a crazy forest necessarily. You hear the occasional owl, you hear um, the occasional bark of a fox. Like there's life in it. And so it's not um, it's not necessarily super dangerous, not any more so than anywhere else in Irlor. And uh, you know, there's just there's a fair amount of places just with um, foliage buildup that you can kind of tamp down into a bed and stuff like that. As far as caves go, you're most likely not gonna find a cave. So you'll have to, like, you'll have somewhere soft to sleep, but that's probably the best for people. Well, like, no cover. Yeah. Okay. Is there any way to see, like, if the tracks have changed at all, if they, like, if they were, like, moving quicker, if, like, possibly they stopped to rest? Can I roll, like, an insight or something for that? Um, I almost yeah. feel like that'd be survival. A survival check? You can try one. Yeah. That's a detail. Haran will help out with the, the survival check right, so as a man of the wilderness. Oh, thanks. So that is a 17. Oh, that's going to be pretty hard to beat. And okay. then I rolled again. Mm -hmm. uh, four. Okay, so what's the <gasps> modifier for? Oh, wait, you're right. Forget it. I can do stuff. So that's a seven. So that's 17, 18. So I have a 19 total. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so you do. 
Probably to make this shelter, you do probably veer off of the tracks a little bit, but you're looking at them before you go. And I mean, you're experienced in woodcraft. Looking at them, it doesn't really look like there was a difference. You know, if you, like you've been looking at them, you can tell there is more than just the hogging. They've got like vaguely webbed feet, but you see very clear shoe and boot prints interspersed among this as well. Clearly they have prisoners, you would think, um, just knowing, living the life you've led, you would think they're probably traveling slower than all of you are. But steady. Yeah, fairly steady. It doesn't look like they've picked up speed. It also doesn't look like they've lost speed, and it doesn't look like they took a rest. Okay. You don't you don't find remains of a campfire or anything like that. Okay, I'm gonna pass that on. Just like so, looks like they're they're going pretty slow. We can definitely overtake them, but I think we can afford to take get some sleep. Elmer's been passed out. <laughs> Her arm curls up like a dog. Helmer fell face for face first against um like a tree and is like his back is arched in a weird way and he's just like <laughs> Heron does that thing where he like he circles around one area and like lays down and then he gets up and he circles around it again and he lays down. And he like kinda digs at it a little bit and then he gets up and he circles around it again and he lays down. I really can't imagine why you two unnerved all the villagers so much. You just start punching the mulch like you do your pillow and it's not quite right. Um, settling down to sleep tell me who do you have rations yes I do Mm -hmm. let's find out (laughs) yes I do not I have a tinder box you don't really yeah I don't I was like literally I was like oh my character will just eat some grass (laughs) Clove uh, you can have one of mine if you want Thank you. And foraging also is always an option, but for you know, for the night, do mark off a ration to Varden if you're going to give one to Clove. Mark the duff too. Oh, guys, I, I have one ration. I did not plan for this. Uh, I I have I have another eight, so I can. Oh, like, oh okay, okay, Mister Prepared. Oh, he sorry. Five school lunches before he left home. Does a little clap. They are all in like little little lunch boxes. Like <laughs> anyone who tries to ask or try to take Huron's rations, he kind of like growls like an actual dog. He's just. Like, I also can cook a little bit if uh, if if we maybe hunt or forge for supplies in the future. I could forge something. He just pulls out a blacksmith's hammer to tenderize it, and then it just explodes. We're so prepared <laughs> to make us a crock pot. I, I can conduct one ritual a day to forge something random. All right. And that is it. I, I have no other skills. All right. I'm going to – Varden's going to go and uh, walk over and kind of find a nice little log to sit on. Uh, I'm going to take a little seat, and I'm going to – unstrap the book that's to my side and I'm going to begin tr- looking at it some more. Uh, and I put the book down because out of frustration, I can't understand the language yet. Um, and I'm going to pull out the whetstone, uh, my whetstone. I'm going to begin sharpening my blade. Uh, and as I'm sharpening it, 
a little symbol begins to appear on the whetstone. Uh, and the every time I create a scratch the blade with the whetstone, a, part of that symbol begins to appear on my sword. Uh, and I'm going to keep keep going at it until I form the full symbol. Oh, I like that. That's okay, fancy. I'm actually glad you, I'm glad you mentioned the book too. Um, I should have fit this in last session, but I didn't. Um, you open up your book and you start leafing through it, and a lot of it is still um, super archaic, super random. You don't know what it is, but you actually do notice you've gained a little bit more experience. You feel maybe just a little bit more confident in yourself. Not a lot because it's a slow process, but you feel a little bit better than you did. And you do actually realize that you can read more of the book than you could before. It's as if the letters rearrange themselves on the page as you look at it to form, I suppose, um, words in common. And you can actually, it's still not a lot, probably not even, I don't know, an eighth of the book but there's more than there was previously. And you pick up some new skills. Ooh, awesome. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just in total shock. Uh, the, book, the book actually makes sense. Uh, I'm kind of like reading it and I can kind of determine if I draw a certain symbol uh, in the air, I, something happens, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna practice drawing out that symbol, uh, and the symbol is uh, almost like a a diamond, but if the bottom ends were out instead of in, uh, and a protective field uh, uh, centers around me uh, of white light. Yeah. Nice. All of you, as Varden is practicing his skills, you probably notice a small light show going on. By the way, Johnny, did you um, select your spells and everything? Yeah, I have my spells okay, selected. Good. Yeah. Good. Also, uh, using the whetstone on my sword is how I create the runic blade. That's yeah, really I like cool. that. Anyone else doing anything before they go to sleep? Um, I'll pray. You wake up from a dead sleep okay. to pray. <laughs> I'm praying in my sleep. I'm holding my holy symbol and just like heavenly father above. And somewhere up in Asgard, the gods are staring at him like, weirdly dedicated this guy is. What the hell? I well, first of all, I am a cleric, and second of all, I was a soldier. I did learn how to multitask. Nice. The ultimate multitasker: sleeping and doing anything. Mm, absolutely. All right. Do you say anything in particular? Um, I'd probably pray uh, to Moradin and say, Got it. please guide mine and my friends' weapons swiftly, and may we um, all have a good smithing. Smithying. I don't know the correct term there. He de Elmer doesn't care. He says smithying. Smithery. Okay. Remembers uh, Scotty, I think. Not Moradin. Uh, no, I, I have Moradin right here. I, I settled on Moradin before we started. He's not on the path there. 
Is he not Scotty then? Damn, I need to change that. <laughs> Morden, God above. <laughs> Scotty. Things getting fierce. Okay. I'm just close to sleeping in a tree, kind of watching all this. Hi, uh, hi. Welcome to the. Uh, what, what, what's it called? The back, the background, backstage. Oh, this is backstage discussions, guys. Welcome, <laughs> listeners. You're getting this for free. You should have to pay for this shit. Basically. Patreon tier one, dumb shit. Halfway through the night. Patreon <laughs> tier one. It's all the shit we cut out. <laughs> Halfway through the night, you hear just a <clears throat> as Chloe falls out of the tree. Oh. <laughs> Haran does not wake up. <laughs> So, yeah, the night passes, and you're all totally fine. You know, you wake up probably relatively early, and y'all are ready to continue your journey. I would say so. Clove jumps up from where she fell out of the tree and does a few stretches to work out the, the kinks. Haran's the last one to wake up and he does like that tough guy like across the arm like stretch the triceps and he like <laughs> he like reaches down and like touches his his ankles and stretches out his back. <laughs> he's like groaning the whole time. He's like, Ugh. When Elmer awakens, he moves barely. He shifts a centimeter. Everything cracks. <laughs> it is just Oh, crack, crack, crack. He's just barely moving, and it's just a fucking mess. Barden <laughs> <laughs> is dead-ass full of sleep. Huron will come in and kick him in, like, not hard, but, like, you know, kick him in the shin enough to wake him up, just like, hey, we're moving. Mm, no, five more uh, minutes, please. He I, I picks him up by the collar. I pour water on him. <laughs> as, as, as Huron picks him up, I throw water in his face. <laughs> um, uh, we're <yeah>. moving <clears throat> yeah yeah sorry <laughs> is this what outside on is your feet. amazing <laughs> <laughs> no no you'll know it when you see the hazing club don't worry uh, hazing I don't think it's hazy outside <laughs> oh my god I'm the only one that's lived in like a like a bunker like a dormitory wow. situation <laughs> So then to refresh your uh, senses, I guess, uh, somebody give me another uh, survival check. I can do that. Yeah, what's your uh, modifier for survival? It's plus five, but I'm going to use my sh my once per short rest, and I'm going to shift. So um, Heron kind of, his ears go get a little more doggish, and his like snout goes out a little bit further, and he somehow gets hairier. And um, he he takes on a more dog-like features, and um, I get oh god, I get four temporary hit points, and um, I get advantage on the survival roll. Oh my god, you're a werewolf? <laughs> no, no, I'm. Oh okay. no, he's he's a furry. He's a furry. <laughs> Don't worry, I see this all the time. I'm sorry, a, a furry. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a furry. It's it's uh... it's. Genetics. I have a genetic thing. The yeah, forest yeah. gave it to me. You're, you're it's like why a, I protect you're, it. You're, you're like a dryad, right? Like this is your. This is your. Uh, this, what, what are they, what, I'm not what a dryad. Kids, what do the kids call it a fur sona? I don't. No. Wait, I, it, listen, like my uh, great great grandfather man, man, man. had sex with the with a wolf. 
Oh it was my wild. god! Your great great—it's—it's it's like a generational thing. You're all furries. Yeah, do I look like a fucking wolf? Yeah. <laughs> it's not yes, recent. Actually, like, you do not, right now. I'm not of. half wolf. I'm like one eighth wolf. Sometimes <laughs> you, I can call out like a little an bit further. Anthropomorphized dog. Uh, uh, like. Okay, okay. He's good. He's not a. Uh, yep. He. It's genetics. We get it here on. That's that's Girl, one. What do you got on your survival um, check? His <laughs> great, 15. Wait, pardon, pardon. His great, great grandfather, okay. man. Yeah, I'm very fine. sensitive about this. Please stop. <laughs> wait, wait, Clove. Clove. <laughs> you too? <laughs> a little. Ugh. I'm a wolf, though. Don't worry. Okay, so. Pardon, you sweet summer child. Um, you pick it up again super easily. You know, you're already. You're still sort of primed from last night from following them beforehand. You pick them up again super easily and you all set off on the road again. I believe your shift only lasts a minute, right? Um, let me take a look at it. Yeah, it lasts for a minute, so I'm assuming it's more than a okay. minute. Yeah. Do you have a tail? That's a great question. You know what? I'm going to roll a d4 for this. One or two? I have a tail. Three or four? I don't have a tail. That's a four. There is no tail. Only wolf. Only wolf man. Okay. Had absolutely no relevance, but I was just curious. I was also curious. Alright, so you set off again, and it's almost darker in the forest now than when you started resting last night, because you, you woke up relatively early, most of you being used to a life of uh, travel and action, etc., etc. So it's that super weak light that you get half hour after dawn, and it just doesn't it doesn't illuminate a whole bunch in the forest. But you make your way, making your way uh, downtown well, over the river and through the woods. Yeah, it took me so long to remember. Wolfman behind you walks faster. <laughs> Everything's there. I hope someone has a red cloak on. Oh my god, oh my god. Huron, are you the big bad wolf? <laughs> no, I'm, I told you. It's it's a lineage thing. My grand, grand, my great-grandfather met a timber wolf in the middle of the woods. <laughs> a timber wolf. It gets more and more detailed each time. Who was on top? Might be the the wolf. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> Oh my god. Not who I expected. Not who I expected. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. And so then, um, I don't know, let's see. Okay. So then, after probably another three hours of walking, oh my God, you know, you've walking. covered, um, you've covered at this point yeah. maybe close to 15 miles. Um, you notice the trees start to thin out a little bit. And then, ahead of you, the woods actually open up into a clearing and you see in this clearing is not much of note but the main thing is there is a i'm going to say decently sized pond i don't know how large ponds actually are though but you see what's what on looks, the lake it's pond yeah you see what looks like a decently sized pond yeah, because lakes, I feel, are like miles. This is not miles. It's it's a couple hundred feet at your best guess. Okay. If you want to actually like try to pinpoint it, you can make a check if you'd like, but it's not super important. So wow. you see 
This oh. is a really tiny lake. <laughs> it's just because you're so small, it's a pond. The gods smite Elmer for his <laughs> impudence. You are impudence! Sorry, Scotty. You see the tracks? They... At this point, it gets a little bit harder to make sense of what's going on. From what... I'm going to say you can all make out the tracks to a point, since, assumedly, Huron and Clove would have pointed them out. So you can all kind of look at them, but it doesn't make sense, even to um, the two shifters who have more experience with this. It's right near where the lake actually starts, right by the bank. There's just weird shuffle of feet, and the ground is pretty churned up, and you can't really tell what was happening there. And then it looks like there were two separate tracks that went off onto either side of the pond and kind of walked along the... Uh, perimeter? Yeah, perimeter. I was going to say rim, but perimeter works. And then it looks like... If you look a little bit farther on, on the... I don't know, maybe the right side, you notice that those tracks seem to actually just at one point veer into the water. I think they're in the pond. I would agree. Guys, is this a really big pond or a really small lake? I'm still stuck on this. Huron whips out his scimitar and just starts slashing at the water. <laughs> You're okay. a, uh, That's uh, a genius idea. Elmer takes like, out his face. And he's like, he's like grunting and he's like, like and he's slashing at it. He doesn't even care if he's hitting anything. He's just, harder, Huron. Harder. They must feel it. <laughs> okay, you both get stoked from turning up the water. Huron shakes like a dog. This is how we know it's working. Sorry, what, Martin? I think they just wanted an excuse to play in the water. <laughs> yeah, as we're like using our weapons, we slowly drop them and start like splashing each other. Just like <laughs> <laughs> Martin, get in here! Come on, guys! Come on, Chloe! Uh, no, I think it's okay. Um, I think we should try and discern the mystery, but. Um, <laughs> Y'all have fun. I'll work with Clove. You keep splashing about. <laughs> okay. Huron is still splashing at the water. And he's thinking, and actually thinking he has solved the mystery and murdered the the troglodytes. He's, he sheathes his scimitar and he goes, well, that one was easier than I expected. Okay. Should we just return to the village then? Wait, there's a very important question though. Do I ever go into the water? Huron uh, goes about knee deep. Yeah, I, I would say I'm about knee deep, which means I'm like They're a like foot and a half in. behind him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you see... Huron get dragged into the fucking lake. <laughs> it's Nessie. <laughs> it's a beach episode, and then all of a sudden, like, raging Godzilla. monster. No. <laughs> So you see... Which is another anime stereotype. Uh, just a few feet beyond where you are here on, you mm -hmm. see a fin surface in the water and just start swimming back and forth, seemingly aggravated that it can't get to you. Oh, fuck, 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 oh, Elmer just runs. <laughs> her on noticing this, continues to slash at the water in front of... Actually, let's see, hold on. Oh man. 
Uh, yeah, no, fuck it. I'm gonna cast um, poison spray at the fin. <laughs> this is ter- this is a terrible engagement for Elmer. I do not know how to swim. Oh my um, god. Uh, that's an attack roll, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a con thirteen save. Oh, okay. Do I see like that the fin, what the fin is doing, and like basically that it can't get to him? I think being drawn by Elmer's scream, you probably would have noticed what's going on. Yeah. Oh my god, a little girl's in trouble. We have to go into the water. I rolled a natural <laughs> Oh. Um, I don't think it. Has anything happened to it yet? Yeah, no. Nothing happens if it succeeds. Okay. Uh, Let me make a perception check for it to see if it actually noticed the attack. You just kind of spew it around the fin and it doesn't uh, do anything. Although, all of a sudden, it does dash at you. Okay, I guess at this point, let's roll initiative. Yeah. I got a natural 20. Just wanted to see how her aunt does. Close, like eagerly waiting, like oh my god, combat. <laughs> With my initiative bonus, it's a twenty-three. I got an eight. I got an eighteen. Four. Uh, never mind. I don't have my modifiers. She's standing on my modifiers. It's like forty-two. Okay. Well, no, it's not that. So this thing starts. Speaking towards you, Huron with lightning reflexes, what are you going to do? Um, how close is it to me, would you say? Uh, well, okay. I guess by D&D rules with the squares and everything, it's probably within five feet, so you can probably hit it. Okay, cool. I will not cast ice knife, ice knife then. I don't want to die. <laughs> um... We will we'll be hitting this boy with well if it's within five feet also I think it has my spores when it moves into my space within ten feet of you so it's gonna take one d four necrotic damage oh hello oh okay oh, oh sorry if it fails a con saving throw DC thirteen fail it fail it <laughs> just rolled that twenty God fuck this thing it's so con constitutus. You know what? Unimportant. I'm going to hit it. <laughs> Simtar time. I got a modify 20 to hit. Jesus, man. Yeah. No, that's... Good, guys. Five damage. Okay. It lunges up with its mouth open and you just, like, cut it across the... the connect... You cut it like the Joker. Ooh. These scars. The shark looks like the Joker now. <laughs> Rough. I got these okay. scars. And with that, just takes one back. Uh, Elmer goes to you if you're on his done. It is. Um, I'm going to cast Toll the Dead. Believe it or not. All right. Ooh. Um, that so a... that's a Wisdom DC of thirteen. Uh, this thing is not wisdomous, but it's also not really dumb, so... I think it's smarter than half of this. They rolled a 15. Ah, motherfucker, stupid... It Whoa! Water before the my my mom said don't use that language. <laughs> Arden, <laughs> I will use whatever language I want. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry, better, I'll censor myself. Better for you, Omer? 
right. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's all I've got. That's my action. I'm done, folks. Aww. This is where I die. That goes to you, Varden. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I didn't hear right, that. Um, you're, oh, you're still on the bank. Like, you could easily get in there if you wanted to, but you're probably 15 feet away as is. Okay. Uh, not a problem. I'll charge at it with my longsword then. Okay. Um, and as I run up to it, uh, my sword begins to uh, flash yellow and a new rune appears on it. Uh, and I'm going to be using my Tharisaz rune, uh, which allows me to add 1d4 to my attack roll and my damage if I hit. Okay. Um, so, does an unnatural 20 hit? Yes, yes it does. Sweet! Uh, and I will connect with it, slashing down at it uh, for 10 points of damage. Jeez. Yeah, okay. You just, like, slice all along the same side, skating along the um, the other thing. I am blanking on what shark body parts are. And then Gil. Right messed up. Uh, Chloe, that goes to you. Yeah, I'm going to stay on the bank and just shoot an arrow at it. Okay. Room dead. Uh, so that would be, so it's a nine with my modifier. Oh, what? Oh my gosh. That goes to my... Yes, it's your short bow bonus. Oh heck. Okay, so seven, eight, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Does a thirteen hit? I was really hoping it wouldn't because it'd be really funny, but yes. That took a, a lot of math. Hit. Okay, so then I do a 1d6 plus 3, baby. So that's 7. I shoot it right in between the gills. It goes, if that's oh. how you want to kill it. It's like, oh, fuck my gills. No, you just one perfectly placed arrow in this shark. You see the blood start to Tent the water rat as the body sinks. Sinks like two feet. You can probably still see it if you peer through the water. And then looking around a little bit more, having been uh, startled, I guess, you can actually see on the other side of the pond, you can see the, uh, um, you can see remnants of a building. Chunks of masonry and stuff like that. And there's actually, it looks like, might have been part of a tower, it might have been a chimney. There's actually a small piece sticking out of the pond, rising up probably no more than five feet. Uh, but the building isn't on, there's no like fire, it's just, it looks like it's been torn apart or... Yeah, at this point it's not even really a building, it's just it's pieces. In the, it's in the water, the pieces are in the water, or they know that Some, there's some in the water, there's some on the banks as well. Okay, is it possible to run around on the perimeter? I don't know what else is in the pond. It's a pond. Of course you can run around. Okay, I'm going to scamper around the perimeter to the ruins on the bank. What are you doing when you get there? Oh, I didn't know if the rest of the squad wanted to do something. Um, I guess I'll just investigate. 
like kind of investigation check to see if it's related to like our missing people, if it's even relevant. Yeah. Would that mean investigation? I mean, what are you doing exactly? Uh, I guess in this case, never mind. I guess in this case it would be investigation. Well, I'll, I'll see like what caused the damage. You said there's not like, like Varnas, there's no discernible like fire or something that would obviously have caused okay, it. Okay, investigation, I think, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I should have been clear. Uh, so that's going to be a 15 with my modifier. Wow, that was the fastest you've ever added that. Okay, good I job. I know. It was good just on a you. one. <laughs> you Look, almost get inspiration. We don't okay. only teach you how to play D&D here. We also teach you how to do math. I'm getting yeah. better. Adding, sometimes oh. subtracting, um, if you're bad you, enough. You run I around, teach you how to hit things. Um, all on your own, I think. Takes you a solid few seconds. You're just like sprinting, though. You have no self-control. It's either walking or sprinting. There is no in between. You get over there and you start looking around and you can see right away that it's an old building. Like this, you know, like maybe if you were to take a guess, it seems like it may have collapsed when the pond was formed or something because it doesn't really look like things were moved necessarily. It just kind of looks like it fell where it was and then pieces gradually got too eroded or something like that. Oh, so like the building was here first. Yeah. It well, fell. possibly. That's what you might be thinking. It's super old, though. Okay. But then you do... You would probably notice, yeah, um, there are actually more tracks on this side. It looks like... Um, so it looks like on the left side where the tracks continued and did not veer into the water, it looks like they went around to here. And then you can also see um, at an angle to this mess, you can see coming off from somewhere else in the woods, you can see a different set of tracks that you haven't noticed up until now that you haven't seen. Before you can investigate further though, you hear the water start to, you can hear the water start to... Like bubble? <laughs> no. You can see currents oh, okay. and maybe a few bubbles, yeah. And then uh, you see they're so distinctive at this point. They're just emblazoned in your memory. It's only been like one battle, but now you're just like, fuck these guys. You see two Sahagans climbing out, looking pretty much the same as the last ones you fought did. One of them has a spear. One of them just has its really gross, moldy-looking claws. And then behind them is actually a smaller one, shorter and slighter. Like a baby? Like, should I feel bad no, if I kill it? Not a baby. You don't exactly- Like a little bitch one? But considering their sizes, you figure it's probably not that. Figure it's probably not that young. It looks like an adult, just tinier than the two- Like Elmer. Both your guys? No. Elmer's geriatric. You're a man, if you oh. really need to know. <laughs> God damn. Okay. <laughs> you see this, and this one looks... It has no weapon in its hands. It does have sharp looking claws again. That's just like a racial feature, basically. They just grow up with that. This one looks... Um, there's a slight aura to it. I guess. With that, I believe you are all on your own, because okay. no one said they were following you. We're just going to have everybody roll initiative. I'll go. I'll go with Elmer. I'll go. I mean, I'll go with Clove. 
Like, well, I think it might be a little too late now. <laughs> yeah. Watch this other nat 20. Boom. You all from 200 feet away see these things rising out of the water. You see Clove. Nat 20! Jesus, you see Clove Eureka as, like, right before this happens. Like this moment of victory and then despair. Three and then rolling a new character. I once more rolled an 18. I got a 14. Well, Neuron thought he already won. Okay. Did she get an opportunity attack on her own because he already thought he beat them? Homer's still just a little scared of the water, so like he's he's holding back. And okay, so Clove got an twenty-four or some bullshit. Yeah. Barton, Elmer, you got an eighteen. Mm-hmm. Barton, what did you get? Nineteen. Okay. And then Huron, what'd you get again? 14? Yes. You guys are, well, I'm rolling absolute dog vomit for initiatives for me. Well, yeah, we like, are rolling kind of. Well. I was rolling terribly last game. You know what? I feel like I'm going to roll very bad next game. So it all it's all the way the cookie crumbles. Okay, so. Yeah. This better not be the round I roll badly. So Clove, again, super on point reflexes. You see the scuffle of dirt. You see these new tracks coming in. Then immediately your head pivots to the water as these disgusting guys rise up from the pond. You've got, so you are 200 feet away from the others. This pond is roughly 200 feet across, lengthwise. You have near you, you have a few pieces of debris, and so how this is actually going to work is it'll give you partial cover if you hide behind them, which means attacks against you would have, well, I mean, it would boost your AC. So partial cover gives, I believe, plus two. Can I throw bricks? And do no damage, yes. Okay. For flavor. <laughs> I mean, sure, you can knock a few teeth out, baby. So you can hide behind those if you want. They get partial cover. <clears throat> um, you know, other than that, you are on your own against three. What are you doing? It's not a beasting. Okay, um, I'm gonna shoot. Kill them all. Well, okay, and you're... And there's no way for me to, like, jump and, like, get near the others. I would take an opportunity attack, right? Well, I mean, you gotta remember, you're in a wide open space. You could kill, like, ten feet of movement and run around and then back away. You could... You could dash, which would give you 60 feet. You could shift, which would give you 40 feet right off the bat. You could just back away from them because you're not within melee range right now. You're probably 10 feet away, maybe 15. Okay, so if I shift, is that a bonus action? Or is that my turn? Uh, here on accounts as a bonus action, right? Probably don't remember. I believe it was a bonus action, yeah. Okay. Um. So what I'm going to do is I will probably, that's an each creature within five feet, but it must be a sorry save throw. Okay, so I'm not going to shift yet, but I am going to shoot an arrow at the, the girl one, the okay. lady one. Does a, does an 18 hit? 
19, so it's like that, right? Yeah, these things are wearing rags pretty much. Gross. Like maybe there's some haphazard leather on the two bulkier ones, but that's that's all she wrote. Okay. And they do mean me harm, right? I'm not just like murdering innocent things. They looked pretty bloodthirsty. I mean, you remember Sten saying, they just love blood, 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 blood. That's right, okay. So then I get to roll. So because it does hit. So that's going to be six. Okay. Yeah, that's a three. All right. And then as a bonus action, can I cast Hail of Thorns? Hold on, wait. That was six you did. Okay. Is that a bonus action? Yes. Yeah, what does it do? So the next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before the spell ends, so that would be next turn, I'm assuming, if I hit someone. You can bonus action first. Ah, shit balls. You are not restricted to action, bonus action, movement, action, bonus action. You can do your turning whatever way you want. Okay. We can retcon that if you'd like and say you cast that first. No, that's cheating. So I already shot the little hole. No, though. So, so I hit the little hole okay. with my arrow, and then I cast Hail of Thorns. Yeah, it whistles between the other two Sahagans. They kind of look as it passes and like... Like that slow-mo, like, whoa. Like they're kind of puffing at each other, and then it smacks into this female's shoulder. She, I mean, she's not thrilled about it. She's like, ah! <laughs> Okay, perfect. So I'm going to do, like, a fist pump, and then, yeah, hail thorns. So it creates a ring of thorns. It sprouts from a ranged weapon. Uh, in addition to the normal effect of the attack, the target of the attack and each creature within five feet must make a dexterity saving throw. And then, should it work, I'll tell you, like, the then. Okay. Are you going to move at all? Yes, I'm going to duck behind some some wreckage. Okay. And that'd probably be your main thing. So, already. Uh, with that, uh, Barton, it goes to you. Uh, how close am I? Not close. You are roughly 200 feet away. I'm a oh! Yeah, she oh, I am quite far. Okay. Um, I will use my turn to dash and go uh, go sixty feet closer. Okay. A lot of running. Yeah, man. Wow. All right. Well, that's my turn. No bonus actions or anything. Uh, no, no, no. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Elmer goes to you. Uh, well, geez, 200 feet away, huh? Um, I guess I will also dash. And then, uh, what, can I do anything else? No? I'm going to be the last one there. Yes, uh, I, I dashed and moved uh, 50 feet closer. Yeah. That's not, uh, that's not too so, far behind. Can somebody carry me? I'm so short. <laughs> I would, but I'm already ahead of you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Turn You're around? You're... Um, 150 feet now. I don't know if you have any bonus action cantrips or anything that have that far of a reach. Nope, but next turn I can use Guiding Bolt. Okay. Uh, so then after that, it'll be Huron. Alright. <clears throat> um, how far away is the nearest enemy? Roughly the same. 200 feet. Damn. Okay, fine. I will um, also use my dash action. Um, could I pick up Elmer as a bonus action? <laughs> Scoop him! Uh, if he's willing, sure. 
Absolutely. Okay. I jump into his arms. I'll just scoop him up one hand in like a football and then just <laughs> just run as close as I can. Throw I me like on the fan art because that's hilarious. <laughs> okay. And you have 30 feet of movement? Yeah, so I ran my 60. Okay, so yeah. So you see these things come out of the water. You all start sprinting towards the fight as Clove lets this air loose at this ugly-ass Hagen woman. Uh, then finally goes... so mean, Jake! They've got seaweed for hair, basically, and weird fins coming out of their cheeks. Like, they're not they're attractive. They're troglodytes. Okay, this... I think they sound cute. <laughs> Don't be fake, Varden. This first I'd hug one. ...is going to... You know what? They're not super smart. And he does just want to hit you. Do they have object permanence? So, permanence. So, it's going to run up to the other side of this um, structure, so you have that partial cover. So whatever your AC is right now, whatever this attack is, just add two to it, your AC. Um, temporarily, obviously. And then it's just going to... <laughs> it's actually dumb of it because it can't bite across the rock. So it's just going to take a single spear attack against you. And we'll a natural five for an eight. That would not hit you even without cover. No. I think that hits. Loves. Sick. As for the priestess, give me just a second to check some spells. I'm surprised you didn't crit on that eight. I'm not gonna lie. Sounds like a. Isn't it shocking? In the meantime, the weak bastard is going to slightly out of initiative order. In every other situation, the priestess will go before the second guy, but he's going to do the same thing: take a swing at you with his spear over the rock. Uh, that becomes a 13. Actually, yeah, he's going to do that. So he rolled a 13, misses, I think. And let me see here. I think this priestess is actually going to. Okay, yeah, this priestess is actually going to cast Bless on her two little bully boys. So you see you see it pull out a strand of its seaweed hair, and then it pulls it taut and kind of just focuses on it, and then this weird connection kind of forms between the three of them. And these two... Can this be self, actually? I don't see why it couldn't be self. So yeah, she'll actually bless all three of them, so they will all get to add a d4 to attack rolls and saving throws. That's just rude. Yeah, it's kind of gross, and I hate her. Is my arrow still sticking out of her? Yeah, a little too much happening for combat. Okay, um, then it goes back to you, Clove, so what are you going to do? Okay, so I'm still behind cover. One of them moved closer. Um, both of the uh, physical fighters did move up on you. They're both on the other side of the rock still, though, because they just wanted to get to you as quickly as possible. Okay. So I'm going to... Are they still within five feet of the priestess? 
Probably not now. They're within five feet of each other, though. And okay. I'd say. This is weird because it's like there's cover, but also. Okay, so because I said they weren't in range for their bites, I'm going to say the only thing that can actually hit all of you right now is this. So you could obviously use your bow, but if you wanted to use your daggers, you'd have to hop the barricade or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot at the one, the first one that attacked me that tried to go with his teeth but ended up doing a spear. Okay. Spear? Spear? Does 11 hit? 11 is just not enough. Dang it. Could I shift and run away? Or is that too much action? No, you're moving separate, so yeah. If it's a bonus action, you could. Yeah, I think I'm right, gonna... So your arrow whips over, make sure your cannon goes off, by the way. I am, don't. Your arrow kind of skitters off the rock and it throws off the um, thing enough that it doesn't do anything. They will just barely each get an opportunity attack against you as you run. Because you haven't moved away yet, though, you do still have the cover. Okay. Did I shift? So, yeah. I assume you shifted first and then started running. Yes, I did. One of them rolled a 7. One of them rolled a natural 19, becomes a 22. I'm assuming that hits. Uh, what was the first one? First one was a 7. That. Yeah, it doesn't hit. The second one defo hits. Because okay. do I still have that temporary plus 2? Until you run away, yeah. Yeah. But I okay. don't think you have about 22. Yeah. So it does a big old three damage to you. Oh shit. Brutal. I'm assuming you're running back towards your allies. Yeah, can I fall? Jeez, over? Jake, aren't they supposed to be balanced? Oh, three damage. You don't have to. You can do it for flavor if you want. Like you can jump off the edge and just kind of fling yourself over, but you're, it's like a clear path for you. No, I'm going to vault right. over them. See, Clove. No, 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 don't vault over them. They're like on the opposite side. Okay, so Clove bolts over them, then runs in a circle away from them. <laughs> they just get so turned around, one of them misses, the other hits her purely out of luck. And then she goes sprinting back towards you guys. I'm assuming you're running towards them in Norway. Yeah, so my All initial right. feet, my initial speed is 30 feet. Yeah, and so then the shifting has 10. Oh, 10? Yeah, okay. so when you get 40, you cannot dash because you took an action. So it is just the 40 feet. Okay. But that, that puts you within 100 feet of the other. Okay, cool. I, wait. I mean, what water-based creature can run more than 30 feet? Honestly. This is our Me. territory. They're meant to be Bolts. long in the water. And then, uh, <laughs> okay, everybody. This session did go on longer than anticipated. I didn't want to drop just a massive chunk of an episode in front of y'all. So we are going to split this into two. We'll be back next week picking up right in the middle of this combat with these new Sahagan. And do us a favor. If you like listening to us, if you like the podcast, uh, for one thing, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, let us know what you like about it. Help to promote it to other people that use the platforms. And if you have a Twitter, go ahead and follow us on there. Um, it's at the Valkyrie Saga. Um, theoretically, all of us can post on it. It tends to just be me. But it gives you just notifications to when new episodes are out and that kind of thing and if we happen to miss a session we'll let you know on there and uh tweet at us use hashtag the valkyrie saga hashtag valkyrie saga and just let us know you're listening all right thank you all and we'll be back next time